The left continues to prove that they're racist. Uh, Joe Biden is bringing back Obama's tyranny, and all Joe keeps creating his own controversies. Back from my vacation, this is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yes, I had a vacation. I was up in L.A. That's why I didn't do a podcast yesterday. But I did release a... Uh, a YouTube short, a Dumbasses Talking Politics short. You can look at that if you're just, I don't know, all seven of you are actually dying for a little short. And we're going to have a couple of shorts. I'm actually doing a podcast today and a short because there's so much. I love these shorts because I can actually just plug in a video. And these videos are really out there. Wait till you see the one that will be released, released today. So, okay, let's let's get to it. So last week, Tim Scott, or last week, you had Joe Biden do, I guess, I don't know what it was, whether it was a State of the Union speech or something. We don't really know what it was. It sounded like he was just pushing another $2 trillion bill. And apparently that $2 trillion bill is actually going to end up being about $4 trillion. It, There was a lot of crap in that speech. I, I listened to it. I listened to the entire thing twice. I thought it was garbage, and I turned it off. And it was it was a dis- divisive speech. It was a um, we're doing it our way speech. It, it was a speech that said we're going to do all this stuff, and there's going to be no effects on anything. Speech. It was basically a crap speech. And at the end, he started like uh, the, the, the. he was just terrible. So I, I didn't I didn't think much of it. And so Tim Scott, who is the uh, senator, black senator, from and black senator matters here. He was the black. He's the black senator from South Carolina. Uh, actually, made a comment. Now I didn't listen to it that night because I was like, "There's, there's nothing Tim Scott's going to say that I don't already agree with him." I I didn't agree with any of Biden's speech. I'm sure he's gonna was gonna sugarcoat it, and then he was gonna nail us with the right attitudes that we should be having in this country, which he ended up doing. It was supposedly, it was a great speech. I did listen to it uh, later, but it wasn't something I was interested in because I already knew. So let's listen to the highlights of Tim Scott's speech. Okay. Who's black? Republican. Senator from South Carolina. Let's listen. Nowhere do we need common ground more desperately than in our discussions of race. I have experienced the pain of discrimination. I know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason, to be followed around a store while I'm shopping. I remember every morning at the kitchen table, my grandfather would open the newspaper and read it, I thought. But later I realized he had never learned to read it. He just wanted to set the right example. I've also experienced a different kind of intolerance. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressives, by liberals. Just last week, a national newspaper suggested my family's poverty was actually privilege because a relative owned land generations before my time. Believe me, I know firsthand our healing is not finished. 
A hundred years ago, kids in classrooms were taught the color of their skin was their most important characteristic. And if they looked a certain way, they were inferior. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down on the divisions, we've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. Okay, I don't think there's anything controversial about what he just said. Definitely not for conservatives out there. Um, so there are a couple of things here. First off, I, he's right. Tim Scott is right. I do like Tim Scott. I've always liked Tim Scott. I like Tim Scott because there are a couple of books I've read and they've said he's just a great guy and um, Trey Gowdy loves the guy. I've always thought he was right, but he's right. I mean, racism is not endemic in this country. It's just a stupid talking point by liberals. Um, Joe Biden's speech was terrible. It was racist and completely missed the target when it came to the United States and the Constitution. He keeps talking about the Constitution being malleable. It can be changed. This is really bad. And he keeps talking about we the people being the government. And we the people is not the government. That is a lie. That is a lie. Um, and old Joe is suffering from dementia. I just don't think that is a reason to sit back and really listen to this guy. But what was really special was the response that the Democrats had to his speech. Because their response really shows what the Democrats, and I don't want to say Democrats, because there are a lot of Democrats that are not like this, but the response really shows what the left is is about and that's really important and i think americans are seeing this now i think there's going to be a huge backlash in the future about all this stuff but i mean well i i think the backlash is going to be is most americans aren't racist and they hate racism and the left does nothing but shows how racist they actually are so let's look. Mr. Vegas, he's a blue check mark. I don't know who he is. I think he's a, a some sort of journalist. I, and I say that journalism in quotes because yeah, there are no leftist journalists. While saying this, Uncle Tim Scott said America is not a racist society. It is a racist society because the left is now the mainstream and um, the left is racist. There is another gal, Erin May Quaid. By the way, just just to get something, Mr. Vegas, I think, is actually either a Hispanic or a white person. Erin um, May Quaid, um, she's a white person. Not all skin folk are kin folk. 
Uh, by the way, that statement is racist. This is coming from a white person. The last uh, tweet from Keith Olbermann, Ober, who is about as white as a human being can get. He makes me look black. He is so white. Senator Scott insisting America is not racist, but our healing from racism isn't... First off, <laughs> okay, right off. Senator Scott insisting America is not racist, but our healing? Our healing? What, 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 what is he talking about? Our healing? He's never experienced racism. He's white. But our healing from racism isn't finished and he's been called a race and he's been called racist names. Incidentally, Senator, nobody calls you the N-word is a friend of Trump's. We progressives refer to, to you as a victim of the Stockholm syndrome. What a just completely I this guy just has absolutely no it's a it's a tone deaf statement. Stockholm syndrome. So meanwhile, we're, we're I just read you three leftist blue check mark white people comments. They were all extremely racist, and he's saying, "Oh no, it's the right that's racist." Do you think Tim Scott, who is a very intelligent human being, you think Tim Scott is so stupid he doesn't realize where? racism is coming from i mean literally he 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 knows where racism is coming from and he's commenting on it and you've got a white guy who's trying to educate a black man bigotry of low expectations ben shapiro calls it bigotry of no expectations they consider him stupid sunny hostin of the view who's black also made a comment. She said about Biden's speech, quote, we haven't seen that kind of speech in four years. So I was enamored by it, by that. I was also really happy that he called out white supremacy because we've never in this country called out white supremacy, right? Continuing, he clearly said that white supremacy is our intelligence agency have determined that white supremacy is terrorizing our country. That is just the truth of it. No, she's wrong. The speech is boring. And then we're going to really talk about our intelligence community at in the second story of this, because our intelligence community may not be as nonpartisan as we initially thought they were. By the way, this is all lies. I'm going to call it lies. It's extremely divisive. It's not... It's lies. In other words, it's not true. And I don't buy it. But then, Sonny shows what I wanted to say in the previous sentence. Sonny shows how she's a racist. She's a racist because she's on the left. She talks about Tim Scott's speech. A black man. Quote, I was disappointed about, I was disappointed that he said that America is not a racist country without also talking about systemic racism that is plaguing this country. 
By the way, it's not plaguing. There's no systemic racism in this country. Sorry. If you can, we can, I can debate with anyone on that. I've debated with black people about this. And I've won every time. They started going off into all directions. So there's no systemic racism in the United States. And by the way, I can prove it. We had systemic racism in 1962 until it was eliminated in 1964-1965. So we know what systemic racism is in this country. So I'll continue. It's just, it's so annoying. Um, Why was he chosen, Tim Scott, chosen to give the rebuttal? He was chosen because he is the only black Republican senator. He is that person. He is the person that the Republicans want to put out front because of the problem of racism in this country, and he knows that. So I was sort of disappointed that he was used in this way and didn't take the opportunity to address that type of, this is the issue head on. That was a disappointment to me. First off, um, I do want to point out that Tim Scott is the only Republican senator. That, that is true. Um, do you know how many black senators are in... Do you know how many black senators are Democrats? Yeah, two. She doesn't point that out. And by the way, she's a racist. She's a racist because she doesn't think blacks are qualified to be senators and blacks are not qualified to give responses to white presidents' speeches. So it's it's absolutely incredible incredible to me. But you know, Sonny Sonny Hostin, who is on the View, is never going to be outdumbed by the View's Joy Behar. By the way, Joy Behar is as white as the day is long. Not to mention she has red hair. Now I don't know if she dyes her hair or if that's her natural color. I'm expecting it's the former. But uh, if she's got, if she has red hair, that means she has no soul anyway, because she's a ginger. But I, I, I love hearing her opinion on the black experience. Listen to her. The bipartisanship is an obsession with the Republicans right now that Biden is not reaching across the aisle, okay? And yet, when he says, Biden, we're on track to cutting child poverty in half, you look around that chamber and nobody on the Republican side is standing or clapping. Does that mean that they are for child poverty? When he says that he wants clean water and Kevin McCarthy is sitting on his hands and not reacting, does Kevin McCarthy like dirty water? Maybe he should, uh, you know, campaign on that. Dirty water for everybody. As far as And then the other thing I have to say is I thought it was brilliant. I thought Biden was incredibly uh, warm and and presidential and just great. And to see those two beautiful, intelligent, brilliant women behind him makes me feel like a real, I just felt wonderful. Now, Tim Scott, he, he, he does not seem to understand, and a lot of them don't seem to understand, the difference between um, a racist country 
and a systemic and systemic racism. They don't seem to get the difference. Yes, maybe it's not a racist country. Maybe Americans, the majority, are not racist. But we live in a country with systemic racism. We discussed it this week again already about housing and about education and, 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 and all of the things that are important to people. And, um, and, and the fact that Tim Scott cannot acknowledge this is, 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 is appalling. How can you go out there and say that when you just said two minutes ago that you were the, the object and the, vi the victim of discrimination? And then he says that this is not a racist country. At least acknowledge that there is systemic racism. That's what I wanted to hear from him, and he didn't say it. I could seriously spend like an hour and a half on this clip because it's just so dumb. First off, um, it's not that the Republicans don't like clean water or an end to child poverty is that Joe Biden did none of those. It's a lie. And they don't like what he's trying to do to supposedly get rid of all that stuff. That's not what he's doing. He's not cleaning up water. He has not entered he's not ended child poverty. He has not even lowered child poverty. As a matter of fact, Republicans aren't clapping because he is going to be increasing poverty in the country through his policies. Just because Joy Behar says this doesn't make it true. The other problem is um, you're sitting back and you're saying that the two women behind Joe Biden, which are Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi, brilliant? Okay, so everything she's got to say, we could just say, yeah, she said this, but, and that but, ignore everything. Because this is, this is the idiocy of Joy Behar. As far as her sitting back and, and then going off on Tim Scott, is she seriously lecturing Tim Scott that he doesn't know the difference between a racist country and a systemically racist country? Really? You're actually doing this. Well, first off, she's saying we're not a racist country, but we are a systemically racist country. If we're a systemically racist country, we are a racist country. Do you know why I know this? Because in 1960, we had laws because you were black. That's systemic racism. We were a racist country. And does she honestly mean to say that Tim Scott, who's a black man, and Joy Bay thinks, Joy, Tim Scott does not know more about racism than Joy Behard, a white ginger who has no soul, know, he knows less about racism than she does. What? Oh, wow. Okay, so you got that. I had to play the entire two minutes. It was about 143. I was going to play the all 143, but I had to because the first section, it's when you base something on a lie or you base something on a belief system that half the people in the world don't believe in, it shows how irrelevant her next statements are. When she sat back and said that the two women behind Joe Biden during the speech were brilliant, that tells me, okay, everything she's got to say is irrelevant. 
We're going to talk about Ibram X. Kendi. I'm going to actually do this. It's going to be an hour-long episode on Sunday about Ibram X. Kendi and his anti How to Be an Anti-Racist book. By the way, that book's being taught in colleges, and now they want to move it into high schools. So I think we should actually take a gander at it. And I can tell you one thing, it took me just the introduction to realize the book was irrelevant. So we're going we're gonna to do that. Okay, we are actually going to do that. All right, so, but that wasn't it. Gary O'Connor, again, a very white representative from Texas, stated about uh, Tim's speech, um, uh, quote, quote, I had hoped that Scott might show some common sense, but it seems clear he is little more than an Oreo with no principles, end quote. He called a white man called a black man an Oreo. I'm out here, that's racist. That's flat out racist. There have been calls by Republicans, of course. None of the Democrats are going to say a word about this. There have been calls for him to resign. He probably won't. And it's probably going to be forgotten. But are you seeing a pattern here? There are more. There's far more statements. I just didn't feel like cutting up all the audio. But here's the thing. The left are a bunch of racists, period. And by electing the left, we have created, wait for it, systemic racism. I just want to really make sure that this point really gets out. Every comment the leftist media said and the politicians said about Tim Scott after his speech, which was a good speech, is racist. Democrats are racist. They've been racist throughout history. They were the ones that were the slave owners. They were the ones that actually... Um, uh, 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 created Jim Crow. They were the ones that interned the Japanese. FDR was a Democrat. He was a socialist. The left is racist. Critical race theory, as we're going to talk about on uh, Sunday, is a racist theory. And the goal of Ibram X. Kendi is to make our system racist. It even says in it that we need to segregate in order to justify the segregations of the past. Weird. Um, the American system is not racist. It's not systemically racist. Ibram X. Kendi, Joe Biden, all those folks, Nicole Hannah-Jones of the 1619 Project, they want to make the system racist. Most people in the United States are not racist. And you know what? Most of the people in the United States are not anti-racist. So who's the racist here? The left. Their opinions are not being embraced by anybody in the world, in this country right now. I mean, they just had critical race theory was supposed to be taught in Texas. And by a vote of 70 to 30, they said no. That's a landslide. It's almost unheard of. Maybe we should 
change our direction a little bit. Here's the thing. Systemic racism is not popular with the average citizen. What sucks for the left is that there is going to be an election in 22. And they are beginning to see this. Here's what we should do. That's a, that comment's racist. No one's calling the left racist, by the way, which I think is really weird. You've got Tucker Carlson. You've got the Daily Wire. You've got um, the New York Post. They're beginning to, to say it, but we've been waiting too long to sit back and say, you know what, guys? Um, that's racist. That's absolutely racist. Yeah, again, on Sunday, we're going to talk about critical race theory from one of the big race baiters, excuse me, one of the great propagators of critical race theory, Ibram X. Kendi. And we're going to read his entire introduction to his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And I'm going to point out to you that Ibram X. Kendi's introduction invalidates his entire book. And I'm never going to read it again. I'm never going to read anything about his book again. Because it's crap. It's old. It's done. It's tired. So, um, I've got a couple of minutes left and I want to make this a little shorter. But uh, apparently Rudy Giuliani had a, a raid at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning on last Wednesday um, looking for some sort of electronic information about a FARA violation by the U.S. State Department, which is really weird looking at all of the crap that's going on. Giuliani had no problem with it. He's just, okay, well, come in, take what you want. They took computers, tablets, and, and, uh, and phones, electronic phones, uh, Giuliani's lawyer, a guy named Costello, basically said the entire raid was completely unwarranted. They were already cooperating with the Justice Department about this Farah violation crap. And so there was no real reason to do any of that stuff. I mean, these guys walked in with rifles. And by the way, um, <laughs> the news media, of course, was there when this happened. Which means the news media was tipped off. The mainstream media. I don't think it was CNN. I can't remember. I think it was MSNBC. Somebody was actually, somebody was actually there while the raid was taking place. So they they were alerted. I find this amazing. When okay, hold on. We're gonna hold that. So the question you might be at: What is FARA? Uh, Foreign Agents Reporting Act is what it stands for. Okay, uh, Giuliani was Trump's personal attorney while Trump was president. Uh, he went to Ukraine to investigate basically Hunter Biden and any manipulation that might be happening in the 2020 election. Now, this was done before and after the election took place. Now, what Farah does is it requires an agent who's going to be working on behalf of the United States government to actually report, report to the United States government that they are working. Now, Farah is not a very popular, it's been around for about 100 years, not a very popular law. I think seven people have been accused of Farah violations. And 
typically they are let go. I think of those seven, I'm hoping I'm correct here. I may have to look this up, but seven people have been convicted, have been accused of FARA violations. Three people actually went to trial and no one was actually convicted of them. The problem with FARA is if you just talk to a foreign entity, um, there's actually kind of a freedom of speech thing involved. So if I decide to go to Iran and have a conversation with Iran, I've got an expectation of freedom of speech, so I can pretty much say whatever I want to say to Iran, as long as I do not give out any information that I shouldn't be giving out. Like, I don't know, top secret information. This is what aboutism, but that's what John Kerry did. He did do a fair violation. Okay, that was a fair violation because he was representing the United States government without actually being an agent of the United States government. The problem is he does have a right to talk to politicians from another country, even if the existing government doesn't believe in that. What happens with FARA accusations, which is what happened with uh, Mike Flynn, is that people who violate FARA typically get charged with something a little stronger, like, I don't know, treason. And that's basically what people are accusing John Kerry of. Well, here's the problem that they're really going to have with Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani was President Trump's private attorney while he was president. He was not acting in place of the government. Uh, You may remember a lot of, during the impeachment trials, President Trump didn't have Rudy Giuliani actually as part of his defense team because Rudy Giuliani was working with President Trump on a personal level. What's scary about this whole thing is now the government, again, Joe Biden, you, you, you got you to sit back and you got to look through this. I mean, Barack Obama weaponized the IRS. He weaponized the Justice Department. He weaponized the CIA. He weaponized the FBI. And when I say he weaponized, he weaponized. I mean, he politicized and then weaponized. He imprisoned reporters. He tapped phones. He spread disinformation through the news media. He ignored huge scandals like Biden's indiscretion in Ukraine and China, Hillary Clinton's emails. He blocked the Fast and the Furious scandal. He lied about Benghazi. All this stuff. I mean, he had spies on the Trump campaign. All this stuff is weaponizing the institutions of the government. And guess what now? Joe Biden playing by the same playbook. I think this is disturbing. This is really disturbing. I don't think it's a good thing. But I think this is what we're going to expect for the next four years. So be prepared uh, for all our government institutions to become politicized. And... uh, be prepared for them to come after us eventually if they don't like what we're saying. Now, I know I, I, I said I was going to come up with a third. I was going to come up with a third topic, which had to do with um, big controversies by Joe Biden, basically creating his controversy. I'll just bring it up. So Joe Biden actually blocked 
any travel to and from India because of the coronavirus outbreaks. And to be honest with you, this is not a big controversy. It seems like it's just common sense. Sorry, my glasses are closed. It's common sense. I mean, people are dying left to right in India. The infection rate is skyrocketing. Matter of fact, I think the infection rate in India is higher than it's ever been since the start of the pandemic in any country, including Italy and France and uh, England, the United States. It's been the highest it's been anywhere. I mean, they're bo- they're burning bodies in the street. So this is technically not a real, you would think, not a real controversy. But this just shows that Joe Biden creates his own controversies. So he tweeted last year, he tweeted last year after Trump in January of 2020 closed travel between the United States and China. He tweeted this. He said, we are in the midst of a crisis with coronavirus. We need to lead the way with science. I mean, this is coming from a guy who's still wearing a mask and he's been fully vaccinated. Where's a mask outside? Even though the CDC said you don't have to wear a mask outside. Um, So anyway, we need to lead the way with science, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, and fear-mongering. He is the worst possible person to lead our country through a global health emergency. Stop the xenophobic fear-mongering. Be honest. Take responsibility. Do your job. He also said, a wall will not stop the coronavirus. Banning all travel from Europe or any other part of the world will not stop the coronavirus. <laughs> the disease could impact every nation and any person on the planet. We need to plan to combat, combat it. Of course, and this is where I'm just going to stop. I, If you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I have all of the response, which you could imagine is kind of thick on Twitter. Because, yeah, this didn't go well. And... Trust me, Jen Psaki this week is going to have to answer some questions because they're going to say, well, he called it xenophobic when we blocked it from China, where the virus actually came from. Now it's in India. India is an enemy of China. You didn't want us to block China, but you do want it to block India. What's up, yo? Yeah, no. Yeah. And by the way, I, I don't blame Trump for blocking China. I, don't blame, I, I do not blame Biden for blocking India. But the reality is, it would have been, this is basically creating your own, uh, creating your own controversy. So congratulations, Joe Biden. I know the good news with Joe Biden is that he's not actually going to know what anyone's talking about. So it's okay. All right, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Visit my website at Dumbasses Talking Politics. I've got a, a .com. I've got all of the links. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm so energized. I'm so energized to do this podcast. By the way, there will be a Dumbasses Talking Politics shorts coming out on YouTube and Rumble. Um, I'm getting ready to tape it right now. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.